yeah, Spence. I'm so stoked to be back once again with you for the Ventura Ford Podcast. As we're always searching for the tasty waves, the hot tunes, fun in the sun, righteous food, and the news across the 805. On this show, we've got great segments breaking down the goods that we've been deeply trying to discover over the last few days of our cool journalistic point of view. On this exciting show, we've got great excitement with a leader, somebody who loves and know, knows this community well. Spence, are you ready? Ready to go. We're winding down summer. Uh, Labor Day is coming up uh, this weekend, as in next yeah. weekend, certainly. By the time you hear this podcast, it will be uh, next weekend. So we're wrapping summer. We've had a great summer and a really good time. Is this number? 21. 21. Episode 21. The kids were back in school this week, so mm-hmm. the little ones are back. Parents are in full force, and we've been talking about that throw-down cornhole tournament coming this weekend, and we're making an appearance tomorrow, aren't we? Yes, we are. We'll be out there tomorrow being the Friday, the first Friday of the tournament. And the day that this podcast drops, we'll be at the throwdown for a big festival down there as episode one was with John talking about the throwdown. So we're coming full circle and these fun, I can't believe it's been three months, this fun in the studio with you today as we have an amazing guest today. Let's just go with a fun nickname, Spence. I'm going to go with the Big Bad Bill Wolf. And here's why. We're going to talk about how great people in our community can get interesting reputations. And this podcast is all about Bill McReynolds taking on the brunt of his profession of building, being a community leader in Parks and Rec, and being a family man who's put himself in the community to now run for city council and tell all about how he can benefit and give back to the residents of Ventura. Bill, how you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me in. I love that, Bill. And thanks for letting me joke around with your nickname because we've got a great relationship. In 21 episodes, I said I've got a lot of my friends are about cool people in. But in this community, me and you, since I moved home five years ago, have really made a friendship, right? And I, I say that loudly because, you know, we've broken bread. We've had drink. We've had deep discussion. And mostly a lot of the discussion was kind of falling in between of the beginning to agree to disagree, and that's what Ventura Ford was about, and I believe our community was about, and the foundation of kind of the American society, and I know Spence agrees a lot with this too, is allowing people to speak their own opinion and then agreeing to disagree and then still being friends and being productive after. I would like to take that probably a little bit forward. I think we've, uh, using the Ventura Forward vernacular, uh, we as a society have stopped debating issues. We've become so polarized, and it's this thing where we can be civil with each other disagree on matters and still move the ball forward. I mean, so maybe, you know, maybe we get 50% of your idea, 50% of my idea, but we're still moving the ball forward. You know, maybe it's not 100%, but I think that's something that we've all forgotten how to do. And it's really that these discussions actually continue to move that ball forward. And I want to thank you again for your time coming in. It's busy today. Me and Spence are coming in. Spence, thank you for your time to have these interesting conversations about community people that care the most. You mentioned today, as we come to the studio today, that you're an avid listener of the podcast. Thank you for listening to all of our listeners out there and our sponsors, of course. We'll get to them soon. But tell us a little bit about what brought you in today that wanted you to make you feel to share your stoke currently in the city of Ventura and also listen to the podcast. What's that fire burning inside of you that you want to share with our followers? Well, let me start with, you know, as I am an avid listener uh, of the podcast, I've caught in, uh, 19 of the episodes. I just haven't had a chance to catch episode 20 yet. Um, on it. And as I was saying, the thing that I enjoy most about the podcast is just meeting the interesting people that live here in Ventura. Uh, Not necessarily somebody that I know, but the stories that have been told in terms of what's going on at the Ventura Music Hall when you had those folks in. 
Spencer McKenzie's, you know, that whole story. I mean, those are all just fascinating things to learn about in the community that I didn't know. And it just, uh, it's the kind of stuff that I really enjoy learning about. Okay, I love that. So if we have those great people coming in now, give me while Bill McReynolds is coming in because I know a lot about you and I could profile you, but I want to know how are you describing yourself? Because you tell me, Bill, a lot. Pick five things, Spencer, and stick to it and tell me more about it, right? Like you're telling me to stay in my lane like everyone does, Spence. Yes, they do. <laughs> you never, well, you do occasionally. Thank you, sir. What we got to do is get that rumble strip on each side of his. Uh, so <laughs> you get that grind when you go out of your lane. So you know, you but get signaled. Keep me on the air from five yeah. to nine and I stay in that lane. Thank you I so think, much. I, I think for Spencer, it's more like the bumper bowling. We just need to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of a bumper bowling type. But thing as to, you stay in the yeah, middle yeah, of yeah, your yeah, lane, yeah, because yeah. you're a professional yeah. and that's why we're friends is because I was willing to kind of be successful in the community um, as being a community member and giving back maybe in and out of the lanes. You love to stay in the lanes, Bill. Am I right? I know how to work within the lanes, I think, is and how to get things done in the lanes. So okay. that, that is my uh, what I've done. So I started out uh, right out of college working for cities. So I spent uh, a decade professionally working for cities in a variety of different roles, but learning how to do the process, I mean, and how the process works and how to get things done through the process. So that's kind of what I specialize in. Uh, seeing that, I was able to transition that into the private sector So uh, and becoming a uh, residential housing developer that allowed me to use that, bus that business experience, the valuable business experience that you learn working in a city and transition that over to the private sector and how to get things done moving forward in a positive way that that has been, in my opinion, a positive effect on countless families, mm. not only in Ventura, but throughout Southern California. So the passion is about giving the family experience within the community? The passion is about making the community better that, that we all need to have. I mean, we, we all choose, it's, it's always interesting doing what I do professionally, often sitting down at community meetings and they'll tell you how their community is special. I love that. That is my favorite thing of sitting in a, any community meeting in any city I sit there because there's that passion for their city that they're like, you don't understand what makes us special. And I love that because, A, they want to tell me why the place is special, but it's where they're going to spend the bulk of their treasure that, that they're going to spend this capital, per, this huge capital, the biggest one that any of us will make in our lives generally. And they're going to tell you why it's special because they love it. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I, I love that part of the job when, you know, and I just love it. That's my favorite part. What about Sam Buenaventura has allowed you now to settle your family here? And because now if you reverse that, you're the one selling Sam Buenaventura. Right. How are you? How, how, how would you just how are you describing it? Because you're you want to be a leader. You want to be one of the seven, maybe mayor soon. And then what would, can you give me a little bit of how that passion would come back? So I think the passion comes back through just a desire for public service uh, in terms of it. So finally got to a place in my career where it had switched over to it's a time to give back. There's a, there's a great old uh, Greek proverb about society grows great when old people plant trees for shade, which they will never enjoy. So, so that's, that's really. Hey, that goes right to the tree guy's heart here, Bill. Yeah, well, but it's true, though. So it's like if, if you're planting trees today, you shall never enjoy that shade. You're doing it for the next generation. Especially or, if you're planting the native oak trees, Spence, that the Ventura right. Land Trust tree wants to plant some of the native trees. That'd be great. 
because Thousand Oaks is uh, going to drop under a Thousand Oaks uh, if we're not careful. And we need these trees out here, and we need that. So I, I love right. the uh, Genera- analogy, the metaphor. Generational investment is where I'm hearing, Bill. And just, <laughs> just to tie into that, so one of the first committees I served on in the city was the Street Tree Advisory Committee. So the Street Tree Master Plan, I actually uh, was one of the people that worked that through the entire system, made its approval, went to Planning Commission, went to the City Council. So that actually has my fingerprints all mm-hmm. over it. So that was one of the first committees that I worked on with, with the, the the city. So and it's really when you say you're going to put time into the community, it's you start with Street Tree Advisory Committee. This is not, you know, obviously one of the most sexy committees, but true to your heart, Man. one of the most important, you know, <laughs> committees, you know, and then I moved, you know, Parks and Rec. Uh, yeah. And then now I sit on the General Plan Advisory Committee. So right. it's definitely, you know, moving through, putting the time in, putting the effort in and just realizing no job is too small. There's value in all of it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And that's getting, that's getting a little to where we're at now with your public service. And right at the, like you said, the heart and the core of transferring over of what perception and sometimes uh, rumors or what people don't know about individuals. I think that uh, I experienced that. Every individual experiences that when they want to put themselves out in the community, people are going to have different perspectives of who you are, where you came from, what are your motives, how would you make your agenda? And we all fall under that. And I think it's important that the more we get out in society and kind of fall into this new roles of communications, whether it's social media, uh, you know, we're not sitting in front of the rotodial phone talking to our friends for hours anymore. So how do we find those people that we really like and get to know them? That's what Ventura Ford Podcast is about. Getting to know those people that we support. You know, when you go eat a fish taco now, you now know where the fish taco money is going. You know, when, you, um, when Mike Morostica comes in and talks about police and talking about furthering their career and their passions for continuing to work to service you know then that those people aren't just people that you hear about it's a face to a name and that's why i'm so excited you're here bill is to give us a little bit more about um where you came from you know if you wouldn't share with me i think that sometimes part of the show that people kind of get taken back a little bit about maybe your childhood Uh, i like to know and me and spence always we talk about our parents a lot me and spence i think I love that off the air a lot. We talk about our families. I've learned so much about his Scottish background, mm-hmm. his hardworking dad, his mom that would uh, never give him anything special, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And uh, my, I've talked about my dad, my mom a lot, and how it's made me as a move. So give us a little bit about your upbringing that gave more of how you got to where you're at. Where'd you grow up? Okay. Well, let me start with first off, um, as a McReynolds, I can wear the tartan of the Clan Donald. Uh, I'm McDuff. <laughs> so, I'm a McDuff. <laughs> McDuff, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so when I over the Scottish Games, I can wear the the Clan Donald uh, tartan. So uh, I don't own one, but uh, I do know I can I can wear that. Uh, and it's about 14 years ago, I participated in the Scottish Games. So, ooh, I yeah. attempted to uh, do a caper. Oh. <laughs> yeah, caper. It is a yeah. The caper toss is what I attempted. Got it on the fourth try. But yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm a Scot. 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 Yeah. Well, the family then uh, immigrated over to Ireland, so then we became oh, so we so we went from Mac Ronald to Mick Reynolds, uh, mm-hmm. so that's the Irish uh, part of it. Uh, so that's that's obviously my father's side, um, and my mother is actually from Ecuador, so I'm uh, half Ecuadorian. So she came to the United States in 1962 uh, with her best friend uh, on it, and she was a nurse, became a nurse here, was uh, working with my grandmother, uh, so she set my father. Uh, her son up with my mom uh, on their date, and that's how they met. So mm-hmm. they were both nurses, and then so. What was your What was your What was your dad doing? My dad started out so uh, 
was in the Marine Corps from 1957 to 1963. Uh, got a factory job uh, on it. So this is the where did he grow? Where did your dad grow up? Lakewood, California. So, Lake, and where's Lakewood? Where? Is uh, right next to Long Beach, California. So okay, yeah. So your dad was here early. Okay, yeah. thank you. So and uh, was in the second graduating class of Jordan High School. So um, on it when they were building, you know, when building new high Southern school. Southern California, true and true. Yes. Yeah. So grew up here. Uh, went to the Marine Corps, stationed in Camp Pendleton. Was there. Then he uh, started working the factory line, and he was picked off the line when they would have the man. They used to have management training programs, right? They decided, okay, you're pretty bright guy. We're gonna we're gonna send you to school. So, had met my mom. They'd gotten married. My father got selected for the program. So he was uh, the company was headquartered out of uh, Akron, Ohio. So they moved to Ohio. Uh, my father went to Kent State. Uh, while he was, you know, going through the management training program, mm-hmm. uh, was there for the Kent State shooting when that happened back in the day. Uh, on yeah. it. So I was born in Ohio. Uh, my father finished his management training program. Uh, my brother was born in the meantime, and then he started working uh, building factories. So oh, so building was in kind of, in a sense, working factories in the management. You had that influence early. Yeah, it was definitely part of my upbringing. And so the part of my upbringing that was always a challenge was every 18 months we would move across the country somewhere else because he would start overseeing the construction of the factory. So I've, as a kid, I've lived in Dallas, Houston, New Orleans, Hugo, Oklahoma, Seattle, um, San Diego, uh, Torrance. Like we would move around. And this is for your adolescence. So yeah, all you through, staying at the same elementary school wasn't every, happening. It was not happening. Did yeah, you go we, to the same middle school? At, at, at one? High school. So, high school, you made yeah, it finally. Yeah, that's where. So when I got that age, my parents decided to settle down. Um, and so the last factory my father built, he took over as the plant manager. Which was where? In Monterey Park, California is where the factory was. But I grew up, went to high school in uh, Buena Park, uh, California, in the shadow of Knott's Berry Farm. So within 300 feet. So anytime Knott's Berry Farm was going to do a ride improvement, anything like that, They uh, we got the notice. They uh, asked Bill, can and we then, improve Bill? <laughs> yeah, and then my uh, my mom still lives there to this day, so okay. um, on it. So, But that, that was kind of my upbringing, so, uh, you know, so we, we jumped around. So my brother is my best friend because ah. uh, we would uh, just jump around, you know, so often. We never had a chance to make really deep friendships, right. you know, uh, on it. So my brother and I probably talk – a minimum of two hours a week still to this day. He lives in Seattle, uh, okay. but we still make time out of our schedules to connect and, and talk. Uh, what were the McReynolds boys doing as you were traveling the country? What was it? with the G.I. Joes? Was it Dukes of Hazard? Because can I ask how old you are? I, I'm 51. So just turned 51 a couple weeks ago. 51. So, so you're born in 71. 71. So you boys are going around. You got suitcases everywhere you go. You're not taking a lot. Yeah. And there's something in that bag that you guys are always doing. What were the toys? What was happening? You know, we were really kind of sci-fi geeks, you know, probably still to this day. Still love Star Trek. Still love Star Wars. You know, still all into that. Uh, so a lot of Star Wars, you know, that was the big, okay. you know, thing at the time. Who so. was your Star, Star Wars guy or, or, or gal? Han Solo. So far Han. none. You know, Really? Han? Yeah. Han. So your brother was Luke, too, or was he double, double Han? I think we were – you know, I don't know. Uh, I was always Luke. My brother was hot. Spence. Who were you? Yeah. Chewbacca. One hundred percent. But no, I, I mean, I, I just uh, I, and, and I, I think I became more of a Han guy as you learn because you know, uh, 
you know, the brilliance of Lucas is that these are the classic stories just retold. I mean, you know, and uh, I get in debates with my kids like Harry Potter is just Star Wars retold, you know. Yeah. So so the, the the people that like I love in Harry Potter is the same character as Han Solo, which is Ron Weasley. It's the every man has the potential for greatness. And that's oh. what that's what Han represents. He's, you know, anybody has the potential for greatness. Mm -hmm. They just have, you know, to decide to do it. And so Ron Weasley, same thing, has the potential for greatness, steps up when the challenge is presented to him, steps up and does it. So. And do you, you're bonded. I mean, that kind of is a, a kind of a politician attitude, right? Recognizing that because if we all have that, right, we all have this American dream. Mm -hmm. We all have the belief within mm -hmm. ourselves. I hope. And if they don't, that's what Ventura Forge for. We're here to give that to you, to share that stoke with you, to stoke your fire. Bill, right. you're onto something here about you kind of seeing that, you know, you're talking about that natural leadership in yourself. Right. It's, but it's a, it's a leadership we all have. It's just, you know, again, going back to, you know, continuing the reference. Yeah. We just have to decide to step up and do it, you know, um, on it. We all have our passions. We all have, you know, be it trees, you know, uh, be it the king's hockey or, or you know, anything. It, it's definitely there. How did you step up, Spence? Step up in, in what direction? Like, what was your passion that you think that you answered the call to? You're like, I'm doing something extra to contribute. Have you been getting after it? Like, I mean, you're the radio man, so is that... Just platelets. Pla a platelet, right. Yeah. Right. I, like I, I donate platelets. Good I'm point. a little above 240 now, so... Whoa. Yeah, I'm making it happen. But that that's one place where I think I can give them help, and, and that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. And that's been my heart lately. I've been thinking about my youth with the kids, like... Trying to be the example, like the snack bar, like the last four years. I mean, I'm going to look back, I hope, from like 20 years from now and be like, that was a great time. We served 769 snow cones. That was a lot of smiles. So my mom is... Uh, Mom's calling? Mom's calling. She's. Uh, we talk every day, so I check in on her Answer, every day. see how she's <laughs> doing. Check in. Oh. <laughs> Tell her on the podcast. Okay, okay. Get Let her on see. there. Hello? Hi, how are you? This is great. So... I'm actually doing a podcast, so I just answered the phone. They wanted me to say hello to you uh, while I'm doing this. I was just telling how we talk every day, so on it. So, to you, that you and I talk every day. So, <laughs> something like that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, can I can I call you back in a little bit? Okay. Uh, this is one of my favorite moments. This is good. Okay, I love you. Bye. We should let mom call from mom. We should have let mom get the question out. Call from mom. Good job, yeah. Bill. We talk every day. I mean, it's just uh, she's 79. Uh, she's at home by herself. So I check in on her and every chance I get to just make sure everything's good and yep, going well. We had a COVID scare. Uh, she ended up in the hospital when Omicron peaked uh, on it. So just want to make sure you know what's going on. That's so. great. Dude. This is a, a good Ventura Ford moment. Thanks for sharing that, yeah. Bill. As we're learning more about your upbringing, because that's what's important. That's what gets into when you look at who you're voting for, the vote. Do you vote? Who you vote for? Who stepped up on that ballot? Super important. It's important to know who you're doing business with. It's important to know who your neighbors are. It's full circle. Thanks for sharing the stuff you got going on today. Uh, we're about you know 20 minutes into this already. It's great. Let's give our uh, uh, sponsors a shout out, Spence. I, I love them so much. And who are we shouting out to first? Timmy. Always. Arsenal Comics, just coming up hot. What a job he did with the 900 launch. It was so fun to be down there. Bill, you came down and you drove by. You yeah. called me. Yeah, no, I was uh, driving over to church uh, when they were uh, having the big launch there and uh, saw all the people wrapped around the building. It was like, 
I thought about I was going to stop by, but I was like, whoa, that's incredible. So, Same thing with us. We, we pulled up with full intention of going in, yeah. and success pushed us out. So we ended up uh, – didn't see the signing, but we were there uh, to get – here's the one thing about the family. Uh, we At the fairgrounds, we bought one of the Spider-Man uh, books you know, for uh, two trees, and it's in Cole's room. So nice. my son, he, yeah. he somehow has sneaked off with it. That was going to be a set piece <laughs> somewhere in the house, and instead it's in his room. But, uh, you know, he's more of the artistic one, so it goes. But the success of that was yeah. off the charts. So we have one. Uh, we've, we purchased one for my wife's classroom. My wife's a fifth-grade teacher slash vice principal, so she's got one uh, framed in her classroom so for all the kids to see. And then uh, my, this is kind of a secret, so if uh, Uncle Jose is listening, he's a huge Spider-Man fan. He's my wife's uncle. So we picked one up for him for Christmas. Uh, Ooh, great so, gift. So everybody listening, let's, you know. We're, you giving, our, we're giving Arsenal Comics a double shout out for yeah. all that great work. And he was at yeah. the fair. He said it was just bonkers at the fair. Got a booth at the fair. Giving it back. Timmy, you're awesome. Ventura Music Hall, Bill. Let's get after that real fast, some of these fun questions. When's the last time you've been to a concert? Last concert I was at was Tacos and Tequila uh, at the fairgrounds. So I did the uh, Sugar Ray show uh, on it. <laughs> Sugar Ray. Yeah. No. It was. Were you singing? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nineties. I mean, I was in college. I mean, this is like that was like you know. Uh, oh, I'll never but, uh, forget. I went to Sugar Ray with Zachary Levi. We won yeah. tickets, I think, off the radio station with Perry, uh, Octopus or something. And me and Zach went to Shazam. That's mm. another shout out for Arsenal because we're gonna get Zach Levi hooked up with. Shazam, we're going to get like a monument okay. uh, area. In the Got the new movie coming out. So, new yeah. movie coming out. just makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we were driving up there, and we like left mid-show. We were like, uh, we thought we were too cool for Sugar Ray because we were 21, and yeah. the girls were there. It was We probably should have stayed. It was uh, – I, I uh, Mark McGrath is the lead singer. He's I mean, funny. He, yeah, he was – Cracks jokes. He, he, he was interesting. He was, he was just like, this is who I am. This is, you know, you guys are here to hear the hits. Let me play them for you, you know, and yeah. uh, even played a couple other hits from like uh, Bare Naked Ladies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Just a, you know, kind of that 90s uh, reference. So that's four, the last concert I was. Four shout outs for Timmy. I was at that show, too, with an Arsenal booth at Taco Yeah, City. I think we ran into each other, actually. Oh, we, we did. Yes. All right, let's go. Pizza Man Dan, what's your favorite pizza? Favorite pizza? Sausage and pepperoni. I mean, sausage and pepperoni. Can you put pineapple on a pizza? Yes. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Well done, though, right? Uh, Mr. Mountain Doll, one of our biggest fans from the very beginning. Number one, when you're doing outdoor adventures in the city of Ventura at this moment, what are you preferring to get outdoors and do? Beach. I mean, that's just the time of the year. It's uh, we're we're out at the beach. We're up at Mondo's. You know, when you're packing the bag at the house to go to the beach, what are your three to go items? Bodyboards. Uh, stand up paddleboard is like a fifty fifty, just because of the. Time and effort to you do stand up paddleboard. I don't do my kids do so and uh, and the surfboard. So mm-hmm. actually, uh, my kid uh, picked him up last night. My oldest, who is twenty, mm-hmm. he's going to be starting his junior year at UCLA in about three or four weeks. Uh, just got back from study abroad. Last picked him up last night at LAX. Had to leave the Dodger game early. His flight. Ended up coming in an do- uh, hour early. so well, We were uh, kicking some. They got some runs for you early. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The f- first inning. Was like, I was like, okay, oh, nice. well, I don't even have to stay for anything else. The first inning, they'd already, it was 4-1 in the first nice. inning so uh, on it. But, uh, yeah, so th- th- they surf. They bodyboard. They, cool. you know, it's out there. It's really just spending time with the family. And those awesome. those opportunities, uh, I'm getting to that point where they're, they're less and less. Like, so I'll have my whole family home for another three to four weeks. 
and then you know it'll be Christmas before we're all back together again. So stay there for a moment if we can. Um, you have three sons, three boys, three boys, a- ages. So twenty, he'll be twenty-one in November. Uh, I've got a seventeen-year-old uh, that'll be eighteen in January. He's a senior at Saint Bonaventure High School. Uh, he's also the ASB president, and then um, I've got an eighth grader, Matthew. So, and uh, he's at school with my. He goes to the same school. You briefly my, mentioned your uh, wife. Yeah, and then my wife Megan. So, uh, who we actually started dating her junior year, my senior year of high school. So, oh. so at Buena, we, in Buena in Buena Park. Uh, I actually went to high school in Anaheim. I mean, just okay. kind of the down there, the cities aren't. You right. never know when one starts. Uh, it's L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, sort of L.A. Yeah, the Angels thinks it's L.A. Yeah. So, <laughs> So it's for sale if anybody. That's right. You can buy it. Moreno's got to sell the joint. Yeah. We, remember we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Remember I said, yeah. so bad he's going to have to do something. Yeah, I think I'm down yeah. for 40 bucks if you guys want to okay. start. Okay. Go fund me, Angel. I can kick in. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, uh, 37. 37. <laughs> I think I got 40. Beautiful. So, I get 20. So. Okay, great. Great, great, great. Let's move on to these fun questions to the sponsors. One of my favorite parts of the show. Okay, X50. The high security detail, one you, the person and team you want to hire if you need high security, also concealed carry permits, wants to know if you could improve and enhance one part of Ventura. And I know this is not a loaded question. We're yeah. going to go off for a lot because we're yeah. going to talk more about your agenda. Yeah. But, you know, other than the obvious, give us something like micro detail that you would like want to enhance in Ventura. Well, I, I think it, it, it's, it's almost like a loaded question, but it really I, in the fifth district. It's finishing community park. I mean, we have to finish mm-hmm. community park. So yeah. that would, if I could, you know, magic wand. We won the lottery. It was, a, it was a billion dollars a couple of weeks ago. You I, know, I we, talked to Chip yesterday. He goes, "Where's my gymnasium at the park?" I go, "I was the guy trying to do it, Chip." Yeah, no, exactly. I, we have to finish community park now. Randomly, I have a a little bit of a background. So uh, I used to work for the city of Huntington Beach, mm-hmm. and I did all of the debt issuance. So the sports park in. Huntington Beach, if you go out and look at the plaque, my name's on it. Because I, I did all of the, uh, and I think you've actually. I've seen that. I've seen that. That's part of, you know, great of why we brought you in. So thank you for kind of teasing up on that topic there. Uh, and let's close it out with uh, Ventura Real Estate Company, Derek Turner, uh, Heather. The Parks and Rec Commissioner. Commish, Turner, <laughs> yeah. Troy, the team. Uh, they want to know the three coolest people in town. Because we know that Troy, Heather, and Derek are on the list. Yeah. Um, who are your three coolest people that you want to shout out? Three coolest people in town is Sean McMasters, okay. who's going to be celebrating this Sunday his 30th anniversary as a professional musician. Wow. So this guy lives here in Ventura, travels the world. Uh, this is on Cruci- Sunday? This is this coming Sunday. How do we get tickets? Spence, can we go? <laughs> How do we go to this? Well, well <laughs> I want to. Good wanna, question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got me three times. I, I think you, you guys need to bring Sean in. He is a huge advocate for the community. He donates his, uh, he's a member of the Magic Castle donates tickets to multiple schools. Uh-huh. And oftentimes, like at our school, when they donate it, it's the biggest selling auction item there is, Whoa. is the, the night How at the- How much money? We're talking like fifteen, two thousand dollars $2,000 that people Whoa. are paying to, get this guy. to spend uh, uh, an evening the, at the Magic Castle. Give me the name one more time. Sean McMasters. Okay, Sean McMasters, number two cool person. Number two cool person is Jack Cooper. Jack Cooper. So Jack Cooper just left on uh, a mission, so- Went to school with my son uh, mm-hmm. since first grade, all the way up through high school. Uh, is considering entering the priesthood, uh, so he is on a mission with Net Ministries. So he's actually in the wilderness right now for two weeks, no phones, no anything like that. They're building a team of 150 kids that tour the nation, uh, going about, and then he's considering possibly 
entering the priesthood after that um, on it. So, and that's just, uh, you that know. might be our younger shout out yet, Spence. 19? 20. 20. And he wants a priesthood. Have you heard of this? I have not. More details real fast. Into the woods by himself right now no, like, no, no. in a brown robe? No, no. He's, it's, he's with a group called Net Ministries. Got it. So they're going to, there's 150 kids. Yeah. They're going to divide up into 10 teams. They get in vans and they tour the country going to various Catholic uh, 15 kids in a van driving 10. around. Well, you said, t- okay, 10, got it, sorry. 15 teams. Oh, bad math by me. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Bill's good. Yeah. Got so, it. Okay, very interesting. Yeah. Okay, number three. Number three, uh, love Pizza Man Dan, but uh, over on my side of town, it's Pizza Chief. So it's Mark uh, Kenyon has the, the Pizza Chief. Again, again, it's really, and I don't actually know Mark. Uh, so really? some really good friends of mine, the Granillos, uh-huh. Live right next door to him. Their kid works over there. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. So we'll give uh, Darren a shout out. He's uh, 17. So. Oh, he's <laughs> going for extra shout out. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> the, the point being, uh, he's always giving to the community. Every time you go over there, it's like they're having a fundraiser for Cabrillo, a fundraiser for Mound, a fun, you know, there's. It's the spirit of these small businesses mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that are just so giving back to the community mm-hmm. that I don't think they really get, you know, get the credit for. You just gave me a great idea. I'm looking for a place to have meals with Mariners. Have you noticed how back to back weeks, Spence, we're going to shout out Tony's Pizzeria? And they've been doing the reggae nights on Thursday. Have you been seeing some of that on the social yeah, media? Yeah, brah. You're totally right. It's like hundreds of people. Pizza Chief is given out. Maybe like that little area by Cabrillo, you know that parking lot? Mm-hmm. Let's get like a band and parents because that pizza chief location on Maine is the same guy right yep are those the only two locations no there's one in Oxnard there's a third one in Oxnard that I'm aware of I'm aware of the three uh, on it so but again I think it's that spirit of small business that they're they're the ones that are really in our community like you said when you buy the taco it you know it's been there for like 30 years you know I I think I've never it's just oddly enough one of those places I I, I, I maybe been once same I've never been so I gotta get over there yeah no it's it's I hear so much about it but it's again it's it's the giving back to the community that they're doing you know so so I think those are just how's the pizza it's great so (laughs) uh, we we get it every Friday night that's (laughs) that's oh yeah we do pizza every Friday night pizza in a movie started doing it with the kids now do you get sausage and peppers at home too or are you losing the battle Usually we order two, so uh, it's uh, pepperoni sausage, uh, Canadian bacon, and pineapple. Perfect. Oh, See, there you yeah. go, rock and roll. It's oh. a perfect combination. Yeah. Spence digging That's perfect. your pizza. Perfect combination. Might have got, got his vote there. <laughs> okay. Thank you, sponsors, again, for all that fun segment. Uh, it's been going fun with you, Bill, here. Let's get about, shoot, 30. We're getting in about 10, 15 minutes left of this fun of number 21 with Bill McReynolds. Mm. He's got in today because of his community spirit for his give back. We've touched on that. We're going to hear more about it as we connect the dots from what got him into Ventura to what got him into the chair right now. He has been one of 10 people or 11 people in this community that's put their name up to run for Ventura City Council in this upcoming November election. There's four districts that we know of, one, four, five, and six. Mostly we're talking the Avenue, the West Side area, Montavo, and the two districts on the east side, um, this area that Bill is running for, if you listen to the podcast and we're describing it to you, uh, is going to be the Juana Maria neighborhood south of the 126 when we get east of the Kimble, park. Kimball neighborhood. Right, Kimball Kimble neighborhood, you could call it. And then down by North Bank, uh, just west of Pettit. Okay? A grinder like me can describe that map the best you possibly can with those descriptions, which Bill, of course, has right here. And so as he gets into starts dissecting into District 5, 
We want to hear about the two words, Spence, and back me up on this if we can hear my analogy, and I want your opinion on this first. I think it goes down to the motive and your agenda, right? Getting into the family and hearing your passion about how you share the stoke is kind of the motive, and the agenda is kind of the policy you're looking to set forth and support to get the job done. Is that a fair way to describe it? I'm in with you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. What do you want to do and why? Thank you, Spence. I love that because that is where we need to start the conversation Mm. so people can start asking you, Bill, and I can tell them the same thing. Mm. You can go ask Bill what you think his motives and our agenda are Mm. because maybe people think that you're going to give a different answer to Spencer Norn when you're knocking on my door and then you go to somebody else's door and you're giving a different answer. This podcast was designed for you to share with other people to get this part out right now. Of course, we've got our 150 to 200 to maybe 500 followers that will listen here and share the news, but... Let's get in like 10, 15 minutes of your motive and agenda that you can share and kind of break through when I was joking about Bill being the big bad wolf. Mm-hmm. He's more about the nice guy in the community looking to build prospe- prospe- uh, uh, process to build community. Is that, is that correct? In a nutshell, yeah. I mean, I'm going to reverse your question. I'm going to start with the why. Okay. So the why is, as we discussed, I have three sons uh, that are really starting to move into that early adulthood area. My uh Oldest is going to start his junior year at UCLA, starting to talk about career, what he's going to do. Right now, as you're aware, Ventura County is the most underbuilt uh, community in the world, uh, in the United States, sorry, in the United States. Uh, so it's just out in the news. Uh, we're short 31,000 homes, which, you know, everybody rightly is very concerned about the cost of housing Sure. here. I'm concerned as I start looking at my kids, and I think I know that both of you guys have, you know, younger kids than I do, but young kids that how are they going to stay in the community? Not that they have to, but that they have the opportunity to stay here. Uh, So that's really at the end of the day, that's the biggest thing. I want them. They had a beautiful childhood growing up in Ventura, and I want them to have an opportunity for either my grandkids, you know, someday, one day, maybe, or them to have that same or better opportunity living here in Ventura. Again, maybe it doesn't work for them for whatever reason, you know, but mm-hmm. I want them to have that opportunity. So that's really the, the why is how do we make that happen Sure. Um, on it. So then which really goes to your next question then. So what's the what's the plan? What's the idea? How do we do that? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, obviously, I think the three key points really for District 5 is public safety. So we've got to maintain our public safety. We have reports out about the fire departments, you know, you look at station five, which is in, you know, district five, you know, just uh, fire station four, which is in district five, mm-hmm. you know, definitely needs an upgrade. It looks like a house that's been converted. We're talking to, about on telephone, past the gas station. Right, yeah, for, right, right, before, right before Pettit. Yeah. Speaking local lingo, go. Yeah. I mean, it just needs to be upgraded. And, yeah. and that's where we kind of get into some of the ec- equity also. You know, how do we, how are we treating our female firefighters? You know, you, you've got this facility that was just never even thought of or designed for them. So it's really, you know, which goes back over, we were talking about community park. You know, they're supposed to potentially be station four relocated over there. We got to start moving this ball forward. We got to get, start getting these things happen, you know, and that's going to make, again, response times, everything makes Ventura that much better, you know, on it. Public safety. Public safety. Right. Public safety is number one, high up on the list. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a core thing that any city does, you know, and, and one of my proposals is, and, and I've spent a lot of time working in a lot of different cities. We're going to identify the core proposals. We're going to paint them on the wall so that every time we make a decision, we're pointing back to the core proposal. How does this fit into these five core proposals? What are we doing to, to make that happen? 
So that, that's the key, the key thing. Moving into what would probably be number two is really continuing the economic development of, of the city. I want to use my business expertise to continue that economic development of the city. You know, we have a lot of areas that are primed and ready to move on uh, in terms of economic development. Now, obviously, I'm in housing, so everybody thinks I'm, you know, all about, you know, housing. No, it's it takes economic development. I was the budget officer for the city of Huntington Beach. I intimately understand how our taxing system works and how we get revenue as a city. You know, you've got the auto center. I mean, we have Prop 13 created the fiscalization of land, you know, so we've got to make sure that we don't, you know, screw up any of the goose that uh, laid the golden eggs, you know, uh, out there. So I want to use my business expertise to continue and enhance our economic development so that we can have nice things, right? You know, so you, it, and let's have a robust debate on how to spend the money. But we can all agree, let's grow the pie. You know, how big, how big is the pie? And let's let's debate. Let's have a robust debate and discussion in terms of how that pie should get divvied up. You know, those are hard questions. Let's let's have those hard questions. Let's let's do that. You know, and then I think uh, the third thing. Go ahead. Well, right there, if we stay there for a minute, when we divide up the pie, who are those pieces of pie that we're dividing it up with per se? That's the robust. Let's let's as a community decide who that is. Right. Is it affordable housing? Is it you know, uh, I'd like to see personally some stuff moving into the Parks and Rec in terms of community concerts and, you know, but if we can grow the pie, we can have these, you that, know. And that's maybe our community's biggest, I think, gripe is that we don't feel like we have a piece of that pie. We're not even at the table. As a, as a community member and a leader and someone that I can vote for, yeah. what are you going to do different that gets me a seat at the table? Well, Again, going back to my Han Solo, Ron Weasley analogy, you got to decide to, to take a seat at the table. So, I mean, we'll, we'll do the outreach. Uh, we've got to push out the message. Mm -hmm. Comes seat at the table. I think oftentimes uh, you have to just decide to have a seat at the table uh, on it. And his, his name is escaping me right now. He's at every council meeting. Uh, Trevor Gottsman. Trevor Gottsman. Thank you. Trevor Gottsman shows up. Right. That's how you get a seat at the table. All you have to do is show up. Okay. So people, you know, the, the city is out there doing the outreach. I sit on the general plan advisory committee. They put inserts in everybody's water bills. They they e-blast it out. They're you know it's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. But no They're, one. But no one's showing up. Very little are showing up. I mean, five, ten people of a town of a hundred thousand. You know, I go to the environmental meetings. I go to these meetings. No one goes more than me, too, to be honest, right? Me and Trevor, what else? So I like sitting in this chair to be able to be validated to say I can be there. Like the 7-Eleven committee. Right. Were you on the 7-Eleven committee? I forget. No, I was not. 7-Eleven committee. I got a call yesterday that said someone was looking over the 7-Eleven committee documents, and I was the only public speaker at that meeting, which I loved to see how mm. the minutes worked in the process. But then again... Now here we are, three years down the road, and the Ventura Christian County School is in their version of hot water from a process that three years ago no one was involved. That's that gap that I see, because if that school could have known three years ago about the mm -hmm. process, would it have changed, good or not? That can you, can you bring us that, Bill? Can you bring us that foresight? Because, what? Bill, let's be honest real fast. At yeah, Haley no. Point, at Haley Point, and this is a, the, the part of the podcast I love that I can get raw with yeah. you, at Haley Point, which people, listeners are going to hear about, is they feel like they don't get that voice. Like you're kind of maybe the king of 
getting the process moving to where people don't get the voice. So is that true? And is that going to change if it, if, it, if it did happen? So what I, I think what we need to do, and I think we particularly, City of Ventura, do a bad job, is setting the table that people understand what the, the rules, the process truly is. So one of the things that I would like to, to consider is a citizen's academy. Mm. Uh, and I've seen this in other uh, jurisdictions where you come in, let's call it 10 weeks. I'm just picking a, you know, maybe it's once a month, maybe it's 10 consecutive weeks, maybe it's, you know, every other, where we bring back a process and we have every department come in and say, this is how this department works. This is how it, it does. So that people have the opportunity, if they choose to take it, to understand the process mm-hmm. um, on it. I mean, the rules, are, the city doesn't even set the rules. The rules are set by the state. Um, on it. So, and they're just following the Brown Act. I mean, uh, uh, you're kind of, you know, there. It's not something that the city decided to do. It's something that exists in the law that has to be followed out. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it is difficult. I mean, that people don't quite understand how some of these rules work or don't feel like the rules make sense, but they are codified and everything like that. So maybe we have a citizens police, uh, citizens committee, something similar to the, the Citizens Police Academy that they'll have, but it's on the city level so we can set the table and people can understand you know what the rules are and the, and so that would almost be that's different than parks and rec commissioners and no it's a it's a it's a it's literally a class that you come in for oh. for have you heard of this fence have not it's good though because like you say i love the population against who shows up i've seen this at pta yeah. meetings at school you'll have five parents there and you've got 450 kids in the school and i would wonder well, where is everybody so your point is well taken You've been to more meetings than everybody else who's shown up. Really, if you count all the times you've been at a meeting, yeah. and then look at the general amount of people who go, you're more than that, which is really spooky. You know, that's it's it's weird to think about that, but it's true. You go there, like say six, eight, nine people. The, yeah, the to, yeah, yeah, the totality of it is good. And how many times have you gone through that turnstile? Me personally, do you yeah. think? Oh, uh, in the last four and a half, five years. I might guesstimate over 250 to 300. When you consider all the meetings. The public meetings, yeah. maybe 250 to 300 nights. Right. Meetings. And obviously that's a, a level of engagement that you know is more than we're at. most people how have many time. Think, how many do you think you've been to, Bill? In terms of? The public meetings that you've attended as far as whether you were working because you, your profession. Give us your profession real quick. Yeah. So I am, uh, well, my current title is Vice President of Land Acquisitions for Wormington Residential. So, so I work throughout. A variety of jurisdictions, basically Ventura, LA County, uh, working with different cities, uh, council members, planning commissioners, city staff, you know, in, in terms of executing their vision um, on it. I am an infill uh, developer, uh, residential builder. Mm-hmm. So that means we don't go out where into the farmlands. Like we're not looking at the sore properties and saying, like, oh, how do we, you know, turn this into these farms into, we're, we're looking for underutilized, you know, uh, opportunities uh, that are ready to take on whatever their next life might be. With your expertise, are there any of those areas in District 5? District 5 is not an area for uh, development. I mean, there, there's there's not even SOAR property really uh, included within the uh, the city. And so staying really, really or fast. District 5. Sorry. Hyper-focused. Would you be in favor of the SOAR properties that are in fill of Ventura? Would you be in favor of developing those areas? It's a non-issue, non-question, really, because explain, please. The SOAR, if assuming I was elected, served out twelve years on council, you know, 
it would still be 18 years after serving 12 before they could even consider doing anything on the SOAR properties, assuming that it, SOAR isn't even renewed further. So to 2050, the SOAR properties are protected unless the, some there was a voter initiative uh, to do that. If you were around then in 2050, would you still think maybe that getting rid of some of the or I'm talking specifically of the orchards between Hill Road and Kimball Road on north and south of Telegraph. These orchards are my heart, personally Spencer Norns. I grew up right on Calusa. I have friends in the presidential track mm-hmm. my whole life. I believe the orchards, when you drive from Victoria to Kimball and you go through the orchards, it absolutely washes you. It makes you feel different. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I completely. Um, my the biggest advocate, you know, for, in terms of your question, is going to be my thirteen-year-old. Uh, yeah. So who is a strawberry connoisseur? You know, who travels the United States? You know, where we go places to try strawberries. So he's never going to let me do anything yeah. that affects any strawberry field in Ventura County, because in Matthew's opinion, Ventura strawberries best bar none. No, you know, we stop when the, the stands open, right You're there. Talk about Terry's. Yeah, we stop there. Yeah. You know, probably four times a week when it's. Uh, Really? When it's good. Oh, yeah. Oh, we buy them fresh. My I mean, daughter eats a lot of berries, too. Spence, oh. you guys eat berries? Yes, we're uh, very, so. very strong on the berry being Fillmore people. The so, berry yeah. is big. Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we heard our kids yeah. think eating strawberries yeah. year-round is normal? Yeah. <laughs> they even go into the raspberry so, and the blueberry. But, uh, again, it's, 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 not, uh, it's not up for debate it is really uh, what it is. What we need to do is try to preserve the farms because we know that they're going to be there until 2050. Soar gets expanded maybe even again. But how do we deal with the pesticides? That's the major issue for District 5 is all of the spray over from the pesticides there, you know, and start dealing with some of that. And how do we keep that, those farms viable with the, with water? You know, I mean, and I haven't got to my third point, but it really is infrastructure, you know, and dealing with the infrastructure here in Ventura. You know, it's aging. We need to uh, start dealing with it, you know. Um, I, I People always talk about, you know, Ventura having this small town vibe and everything like that. Which it does. I mean, and, and part of it, what you talk about, like you were just saying, is you transition into the east side, right? So you, you go through the fields and you, you can feel that transition, you know, uh, onto the east side through the, the orchards, right? It's and called it, a citrus wash. Yeah. You, you just, you know, so now you're on the east side. So you, you, you have that difference, right? You, yeah. You're on the east side now. You're Come not on. on. Let's go. But what Ventura is, it's the 280th largest city in the United States. There are 15,000 cities in the United States. We are the 280th largest of those 15,000 cities, we have big city problems that we have to deal with. We have a homeless issue, you know, and we have infrastructure issues and we need to deal with those. And we need to create the funding so that we can deal with those issues. That's, you know, the third point of my agenda. I like it, Bill. And I, I, I wanna hear a little bit more as we're gonna wrap this up in about a couple minutes because we're at 46 minutes. You know, they're gonna stay under an hour. If not, trust me, you're invited back oh, yeah. too. Cause, you and know, I'm, I'm happy to come back as many times as you guys will have me. If you yeah. if you got a hole in your schedule. And we're going to maybe even do the uh, debate, Ventura Forward. I haven't asked Spence if he wants to moderate the debates mm-hmm. yet because I won't be moderating. Mm-hmm. I'll be there helping orchestrate. But we are going to do a per-district debate at a local public, whether it's a church or facility in all four districts. And every candidate from that will be invited. In your district, you have one other candidate. It's Marie Lakin, right? Yes. There's two candidates in District 5. And then Marie Lakin ran last time in that area, but the districts have been changed since then. Correct. Yes. So uh, it's 
we had the the city was facing the lawsuit in 16 so they had to quickly convert to districts uh mm-hmm. back in 16 and then in 2020 you had the census uh so you had to take the new population and then uh redraw the districts so that they're balanced across so yeah so it's a it's a new district uh in terms of the the shape okay we're gonna get this going with two more little topics are wrapped up real fast i want to get back to Haley point because i want to just hit this on the head so everyone can say it is what it is I think that's the project that is going to go back and say this is when Bill gets processed to give everyone a chance. Do you feel like when you were representing Warmington during that time that you followed process, you gave community chance, and it was the best bill for the community? Because over the last two or three years and what's going on right now, whether it's across the street from Ventura High School, it's Maple Court going in um, next to Anacapa Middle School, whether it's the bigger ones going off of Thompson, Bill, everyone thinks that this is just one stroke of the brush, that, that it's all done the same way. And what I'm trying to get people to understand with the podcast is that it's different. It's different from builder to builder because you can do things differently and explain how you're different than others. Well, it, it's important to understand the process is the same for, for everybody. And it's designed to be open and transparent to the public. So... You know, in Ventura, we have design review committee, we have planning commission, we have city council. I mean, there are multiple opportunities where people can come in. What makes, you know, the, the, as an infill developer, and this is for any of the groups that I've uh, previously worked for or currently work for, is that we go a step and beyond because we're building in people's backyards and we're sensitive to that. We understand that. So we went before the Midtown Community Council twice. When we first were considering it, we went up and we walk in with a blank slate. We're like, this is who we are. This is what we do. Tell us about it. So we had that meeting with, uh, with that. And then we had a couple community meetings that we hosted ourselves. Now, one of the challenges, and you know, we'll tie this back into something else we were talking about in terms of getting people involved, though, blessing and a curse of COVID was, you know, this word Zoom that I never heard of, you know, before used as a, an adjective, you know, like this thing that we can now do uh, yeah. on it. So we had a variety of Zoom meetings uh, during, because that's that's just the time that when that was going through. So we didn't get to have the typical. We you know ran out as you were talking about the debate. We'd find a church hall. We'd find a school. We'd invite the community out and come mm-hmm. in and, and roll it out. Didn't get an opportunity to do that, so we had to do it all via Zoom, which was you know everybody was learning that process at that time, completely new you know to us. And I still sit on Zoom meetings today where people are like, oh, I'm on mute. Sorry, I'm or you know we're still getting the We'll still get in the hang of that, Maybe. you know, on right. it. But, uh, uh, but it's definitely something that we need to engage the community in. I mean, like, so maybe you can't show up, you know, to the meeting. Uh, but if you lower that barrier to entry where you still get to participate because you can come in via Zoom, you know, we got to learn how to incorporate that. But, again, going back to your core question, you know. So, yes, we had multiple Zoom meetings. We had multiple uh, uh, meetings. with the, uh, We came into the East Ventura Community Council. Sorry. <laughs> I'm writing in the East Ventura, the, the Midtown uh, Community uh, Council right. on it and gave the, the what's going on, what the process is, yep. when, when the hearings are. You know, one of the challenges I, I think that anybody has today um, is we do the mailings. We send out the mailing and say, hey, we're doing this community meeting, you know, log on to Zoom and you can hear us. If anybody else is like me, you know, 90% of your mail, you're like, you know, and, and you toss it, you know. And so, so the, the challenge becomes... We are Warmington Residential. You see that in your mail. You're like, okay, I don't know who those guys are. You know, you just you move through right. it. So you always get accused that we didn't 
you know, we invited the, the legal uh, is 300 feet by the state of California. We did a thousand feet. We invited everybody within a thousand feet to, mm-hmm. to come in and, and do it. Again, you have to decide to participate, you know, and, and some folks, you know, did participate there. Go ahead. And knowing those details of the process that you know so well doing this, would you say for a voter right now that has maybe some apprehension about how the town is developing, but know that we have to adhere to the state, to know that we want to have more housing to hopefully affect the opportunity for a youth or in some theory, lower the cost yeah. of housing, right? Do you feel like that helps grow our city as a community? Or are you going to be the person that's going to be the guy that people rumor to be, make it easier for developers to, to fast stroke things? Are you going to be the bulldog that yeah. fights for a community that says, no, we're not doing yeah. that because the community doesn't want that? Because, Bill, that's the rumor. So tell yeah. me that you're not going to be the person that does that. Twofold. Yep. So there's a lot there yep. to unpack. So let's, let's start with you know, going back to the process. These are difficult decisions that require robust debate. Mm -hmm. People have to participate, they have to to get in there. What we have to do, I feel like, as the city, is we have to set the table. So people are upset, saying, we don't want this, we don't want that, don't do this. Right. Got it, you're being heard, but the, and this is something that I've talked to you about, you also have to be part of the solution. So, but here's what has to happen. The state of California is saying, you will do this, our ultimate hammer is we're going to remove land use from you. If you don't do these things, you don't get to decide anymore at all, right? So there's that, you know, hammer. I don't think the citizens understand the hammer that's on top of the city in terms of what they have to do. So again, we need to set the table so everybody can have that robust debate, you know, and, and understand what it is. So that's one part of your question is, we need to encourage more people to come out. We need to listen. So they have a seat at the table. So they have a seat at the table. Is it by Zoom? And I think the city, you've got the meeting next week, right? So you got the one at the museum, you got the one on Zoom. Are we describing, though, that you're the man that sets the table, the candidate that sets the table, where I view it this way, like the spoon's here, the fork is here, the knife is here, the cup of wine or water is here. So then we can properly eat together at this table because it's we, we understand agree? what we're doing. It's so not we all be, and it's yeah. not being set now. No, no, exactly. No, no, nobody understands what's happening, and these are complex, difficult issues. And that's that's my frustration, is we're trying to build a race car, and you want to go play baseball. And it's like, do you honestly not, believe? Yeah. Answer this one for me. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna let you yeah. go because yeah. I love no, you. Keep going. I love this. This is hot, but I don't. For Spencer, we have to stay under an hour because we got time restraints. Because yeah. like, we want to keep our listeners busy. Is are you the best person in town to set the table? Do you believe that you're the best person in town? No. It, Who it, is the best person? The staff needs to be directed. What what I need to do, right. the council needs to do, is tell the staff to set the table. When we have trained professionals on so land use, it's and the council that needs to. to to direct the staff to explain the situation. Are you the best person in District Five running to set the table? I would think so. It, it's and again, it's not. I'm not the one that's going to set the table. I don't understand what all about, of the. What about your expertise? Will be the best app. A best uh, attribute that allows us to direct staff to set the table. It's really the business acumen. It's, it has nothing to do with being, you know, a, a builder or anything like that. It's like how do we arrive at consensus? That's what we need to do, and we need to have robust debates about that. How? Mm-hmm. Do, what is? What is the goal? What is the objective? And again, your goal and my goal might be two different things. But if you got fifty percent of yours, I got fifty percent of mine. We're moving the ball forward. 
isn't that a win for everybody? Why is it either all or nothing? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's got to be balance, and we've got to get back to that balance. We've got to get back into the center lane, and we got to respect each other. That we're going to have differences of opinions, have that robust debate. Come out, show up, be part of the process. S- say where where you are, what you believe, what what you think. It doesn't matter. It matters that we're having the conversation on it. And then, but w- I think where we fail is we don't know what the what we're trying to achieve in the end. Mm-hmm. So, and so it get, doesn't matter. And let's and then and then we'll get that right there. Give us your three. We're gonna close this podcast on your three things. We talked about public safety, economic development, and infrastructure. Detail projects that we can go and say Bill's gonna do this in District Five in the next four years. Give me some hyper focus when you mentioned community park. Community park would be obviously the, the the big one that's out there that needs to be addressed. You know, we need to start figuring out how we get that forward. The opening of the second entrance on Romelli, huge win. You know, because part of the limits was on what we could do for um, number of events and everything like that. So we've got more parking now. We can, you know, start moving to that next phase. So really, it's kind of tying in to what the school district's doing. So, uh, you know, they're kind of taking a little wind. You know, they've got Measure E coming up uh, on the November ballot to do a school bond, uh, a much-needed, you know, bond. Uh, was at the East Ventura Community Council last week. Uh, listening to the school district in terms of what they're trying to do. Oh, I missed uh, that. Uh, so they got, yeah, they got a school bond coming out. Uh, the previous bond, which was issued in 97, is about to expire. Unbelievable. Uh, Oxnard had five, I think, since us. Yeah. Uh, we have the uh, second lowest per capita. Uh, it's insane. In, in, uh, it's insane. The world. The United States, I think, right? No, 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 no. In uh, Ventura County, oh. in terms of the school district. Uh, but even those, even Ventura County is low. And I think California is like a top three or four state. I don't. I had the exact numbers when we were at the meeting, but I think the average is there's like about forty thousand dollars bonded uh, across Ventura County. Ventura is like fifteen hundred uh, or something like that. So it's definitely we haven't been paying attention to schools. I actually brought in a chart uh, to kind of talk about what's going on with the schools uh, here. Uh, and again, I got this off the city website right now. Uh, and I wish I, you know, obviously this is not a visual. Sorry, I need the cheaters. I can't see that. Okay. So the two elementary schools that are in the 5th District, you got Juana Maria and Sarah. So in Juana Maria, in the school year, so this is pre-COVID, so was at 97% capacity. What do you think Juana Maria is today? Well, my kid goes to Juana Maria, just to be very okay. detailed. A capacity probably like 78. 85%. Yeah. Okay, the other school That's is... That's because I'm missionary, but keep going. Because of Sarah. Sarah School. Sarah School. So, oh, Sarah School, go ahead. Okay, so they were at 70% capacity, 69%, not even 70 in uh, before COVID. Today, they're at 62% capacity. Okay. Citrus Glen, in, uh, which is in District 4, but uh, m- most of the kids in that, you know, that area do go over to Citrus Glen, 77% capacity right now. So if you take the 23% missing at Citrus Glen, the 16% at Juana Maria and the 38% missing at Sarah, that's 77% under capacity in those three schools right now. So we need to get kids in school. So like, you know, often this development question is like, you know, what about the schools? The schools are struggling. They're doing a declining enrollment committee because they, they can't get kids in class on it. So where does this translate? Thank you. In four years, now we're looking at the high schools being under, you know, 
because all these kids are you know aging up. What, so, what, what what's your equal solution for that? How are we gonna? What's why you're, you're bringing that because we're gonna be putting butts in seats? How? Well, that's the question. We, that's the the robust debate we have to have. How do we? Uh, or do we completely redo how school districts are funded? Maybe, maybe that's a possibility. Or the way, based on the way they're doing, how do we get kids back in here? Do we open enrollment to, if you work here, you can bring your kid over here. A lot of school districts, so you go up to like Oak Park, uh, uh-huh. that's how they do it. So if, you're, if you work there, you kids can go there, you know, and they're offering the value add. You know, I would like to say, you know, we, we get some folks here, because I know one of the things that's near and dear to your heart is the school district is looking, do they have to close schools? Because they don't, you know, you still have the capital costs, mm-hmm. you know, associated with that. You still got to mow the lawn. You still got to maintain the buildings. And you don't have the, the kids there. These are hard, hard. And you're willing to have yeah, them. And we need to have the robust debate and the discussion of how do we how do we do this? Episode 21, Spence, how would you, how'd you like it? I think we've got to, to address all of these candidates. Good to see people with passion. And time in the community, I think we're going to have a good run talking to everybody who is uh, running for city council in the city of Ventura. Cool. We're going to get those debates on the schedule, too, coming yeah. up soon for the month of October, probably early October, which will be on weekend weekday nights. Bill, it was fun. I think the title yeah. of the show is going to be, hey, Bill sets the table of process and gets us to understand what's at stake. And that's maybe say what's in the T-bone because what's at stake is our kids' future. Right. It, it's it's what is and again, take, I'm us, not, take us home on that note. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not running for the Ventura of, you know, today, although we have to do the things today to set that future of it. Uh, what does Ventura look like, you know, in 20, you know, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years so we can have the debate about the sore question, you know, and, and why I'm a little bit hesitant to answer that question is. I don't know what's going to happen in 50 years. You know, uh, are we all going to be driving hover cars finally or, you know, <laughs> or something like that? So we, we might, you know, be a completely different different way, you know. And I'm smart enough to say, I don't know. Cool. You know, I have no problem not saying I don't know. So, well, uh, just to kind of close out, you know, uh, a website's going to go live shortly. So uh, vent- uh, dot com. So, you know, check it out when it goes live. And, uh, you know, uh, give me a call. You sit, shoot me an email. Uh, I'm more than willing to to have the discussion. Uh, and again, we may agree, we may not agree, but let's have the robust debate and let's figure out how to get the ball moving forward because we all want the same thing. We want it for our kids. That's it. Bill McGrounds is sharing the stoke by his passion about moving Ventura forward. It's been a great time hanging out with Spence today. We're headed down to the Thrill Down Cornhole Tournament this weekend. Spence, throw a couple bags, will you? Give it a shot. All right, guys. Until next week, we'll see you then. Let's go.